Welcome to the NABC Guardians of the Game podcast, where we go inside what makes a coach a coach. The NABC Guardians of the Game podcast is a production of the National Association of Basketball Coaches and Learfield. Now, here's your host, Coach Gary Waters. Today we have with us a special guest, Coach James Jones of Yale University. And he's been there a number of years and done an extremely good job. Welcome, Coach, to the podcast. Thanks, Gary. Good to see you. Oh, it's always good. You're in the start of your season. How do you how do you feel thus far? Well, pretty good. We're six and one. Um, we've uh, had some really nice wins. We went out to Hawaii and won the Rainbow uh, Classic out there and uh, beat some good teams. I thought and uh, came home and um, you know did a nice job against a very good Vermont program. So, you know, we lost, we sat, we've had one loss out at Colorado and, okay. you, know, you know, life on a road coach. We took one free throw in that game and that's the way that works. But um, we, lost by, we lost by a bucket. So I feel pretty good about where we are right now. Well, I tell you that money had to be pretty good going out there, right? <laughs> well, it's not coming to James Jones. So I don't know how much that costs. I don't know how much that else. It's not going to my pocket. Okay. I got you. Uh, we start every podcast out with a question, and this question is titled Guardians of the Game. What does that mean to you? Well, it means that, you know, guys, especially the old guards like me, guys that have been around, uh, want to protect this game of basketball, uh, want to protect the young men that play it, um, want to do all we can to make them better people and um, uh, better basketball players and better students and, and the whole the whole thing, you know, we want, we want our young men and, you know, we want to make sure that we protect this game and, and keep it moving in the right direction. Well, I tell you this, you've been doing that for many, many years and you've been doing a great job. I want to commend you on that. And as, as, as I look at this, uh, you've been coaching since, since 1999 at, at Yale. Is that correct? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. So uh, in doing this, why have this school, why, you, you know, I know many schools have probably come after you saying, hey, get out of there. Come on, come with us. <laughs> so why has this uh, school been an ideal fit for you? Well, to be honest with you, Gary, I haven't really been offered any opportunities that I think are better than this one. Um, uh -huh. You know, there, there, have been some, there have been some schools that have had shown some interest in me, but none that are a better opportunity than what Yale, what Yale gives. And the reason why it's, it's a good uh, fit for me. Um, what we've been able to do here, especially the last 10 years, is really build the program where it, it kind of runs itself, so to speak. You know mm -hmm. you've done a good job as a coach when your upperclassmen are repeating what you're saying to the underclassmen. Um, oh, and it just kind of keeps rolling that way. So we've yeah. done a really nice job. My staff that I've had for a long time, I've been here, this is my 24th season as the head coach. And um, my uh, assistant, Matt Kingsley, has been with me for 16 years. And my assistant, um, Justin Simon, has been with me for 11, I believe. And he played for me. So, you know, we have a nice rhythm of what we're doing. And it just kind of, we've just kind of made it work for, for us here. Oh, that's good. That's really good. You know, the, the Ivy League has some unique rules and uh, kind of somewhat different from Division I uh, from the other schools. And I don't want to say completely different, but somewhat different. And all the new rules coming out today, such as uh, portal, the, uh, uh, the transfer rules, the NILs, how does all that fit within the Ivy League? Well, um, it doesn't really affect us much. Like, um, so with COVID, 
um, you know, we had a bunch of guys uh, miss a year because if you're at school, you can't redshirt in the Ivy League. So if you're on campus, that counts toward your graduation. You're only allowed to be on campus for eight semesters. So that was said, we have a lot of guys around the country that have been playing. Like we went out and played Colorado and uh, one of my former players, Jalen Gavidon, who was my captain last year, um, he's a starting guard for them because he had all used up his eligibility at Yale in terms of academically. He could have played for us had we allowed uh, graduate students to play, but that's just not allowed in our league. And I was watching a game. We played um, Howard the other night and um, they had, uh, you know, two of their players played in the Ivy League and I'm watching a game where I'm scouting them and the other team that were, they were playing, um, they had another Ivy League player on the other team. So you know, we had three former Ivy League players. So, um, it's a negative for us because we, we, we lose guys um, to the portal because they can't play. Uh, in terms of NIL, um, there's not a lot going on. Um, you know, most of the time, you know, with this and I, and I, listen, I don't begrudge any athlete or any young person in college to make, name, make money off their name, image, and likeness. Um, but there's just not a lot of uh, a need for that uh, at this level, so to speak. And there aren't a lot of people paying you to do nothing. Um, you know, they have some NIL deals that, you know, kids are getting paid to do less than nothing. So that doesn't occur here. And, you know, um, thankfully, it's still, um, it's, it's not something that's prohibited us from being successful. Well, in, in my thinking, I think that's pretty good to have that. I mean, the way you, how you had just explained it. And, uh, and in your league, to make sure that that's not affecting you, I, I really think that's good because- no no I talk to a lot of coaches and it's really, a yeah, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's, here's another question for you. And I got a number of questions for you. I don't know if we'll get through all of them, but my goal is to try to work through it. Okay. Uh, you've been, you've been a part of the USA basketball. Mm -hmm. I know that has helped you. How do you, how do you feel that that could help other coaches? Well, it's just a tremendous experience. You know, anytime you put on, uh, something that says USA and uh, USA basketball, and you're part of that, you're part of something bigger. You know, that's why we all do what we do, right? You want to be part of something bigger than yourself. You want to try to blend and make something better. Um, so for me, um, the opportunity to go and coach, I've been to, I've had like six, um, five or six tours with USA basketball. I've gone uh, to Brazil. I've gone to Latvia. I've gone to Puerto oh, Rico. Yeah. Um, I, I've been a court coach down in San Antonio a couple of times. So I've had these unbelievable experiences and I've had an opportunity to coach some of the best players in the, in the country. Um, some of the guys that are playing in NBA right now, we had a chance to coach them. I had some former pros. Isaiah Thomas was uh, playing with us down in Puerto Rico. So it's just been this tremendous experience and, and a growth and a learning at each, at each one of them that I've had an opportunity to do. And the coaches around the country, you get to learn from other people. And it's just been a tremendous experience for me and something that I will continue to do whenever I'm asked. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, I, we have an audience that's listening to us. How would you recommend that message to many of the other coaches out there to try to get involved in this process? Well, way back when, um, and, and I, I'm not certain how my name was called, but um, Jim Beheim was a big part of USA Basketball when I was an assistant coach at the University of Albany. Um, and I asked my former uh, boss, uh, Dr. Richard Sowers, to reach out to him and ask him um, if, if I could be a part of it. And you know, shortly thereafter, a few years later, I was able to go down to um, San Antonio and uh, be a court coach. And then I um, was on the staff with Jay Wright to go to Brazil. And 
So uh, again, I, I got opportunity that way. So I would tell people that are interested in doing it is to reach out to someone on the committee um, and, and ask to be a part of it, ask to lend your time. You're like, you're not paid for it. It's just something you do out of the goodness of your heart and something that you know you think can help make you better and, and have an experience that um, can help some people as well. So it was really good. So I would ask them to reach out to anybody on the committee. Very good, very good. Now, you know, you mentioned earlier that you worked, you've been working at Yale for about 24 years. And, uh, but before that, you worked in the private sector. I know a lot of people in the private sector, you know, they see what's going on in, in the basketball world and they want to be a part of that. And when you see that, I mean, what kind of, how, how would you, what would you recommend to them? Well, again, like, this is a hard business, as you can say, you very well know, very, very well know. Um, it's almost impossible to get a job in college basketball unless you know somebody, unless you have a relationship. Um, there are a few coaches that are going to hire people that they don't know. And, you know, I've been in this business for 30 years and, you know, I, you know there's a ton of people that you know that you could hire. So um, trying to break into college basketball is very difficult. Um, I, I suspect that the younger you are, the better. And, you know, you got to go out and volunteer and stick your nose and try to meet some people. Volunteer at <laughs> camps and uh, just to just get your foot in the door, but it's a really difficult thing. It's not, you know, everybody thinks you, you know, where it used to be, you wear a suit and you go to a game and, and, and that's, that's what it is. No, that's about 4% of what you do is coaching basketball. There's 90 other, the other 96% is what makes up, you know, you talk about NIL and, and dealing with the transport portal and recruiting and, and scheduling and all these other things that go on to play, uh, player management. Um, there's all these other things other than just coaching basketball that we have to do. Um, so, you know, you got to make sure that you understand what it is, what you're getting yourself into. Um, yeah. and you, gotta love it. you know, I, I, listen, I go to work every day. Nothing I have on right now. I bought, it's all stuff that was good. <laughs> so much yeah. You know, I get to blow a whistle and, and, and try to help make kids better. And, and I'll tell you this, Gary, I don't know how you were with your team, when you coach. Um, I have some special young men that I, that I have here and, um, I'm 58 years old. I don't know, maybe I coach another 10, 12 years. And, you know, the guys that are going to graduate, I may see them maybe four more times the rest of my life. I don't know where I came up with that number, but it just seems about <laughs> right to me. And um, so every day in practice, I try to have a smile with each one of those kids because, again, like, they're going to be gone. I'm not going to yeah. see them. Yeah. So I try to, you know, because that's why we do this, because of the young men that you coach, man, the people that – that you grow up, that they grow up around you and you watch become young men and fathers and, 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 oh, and yeah. you know, have to have their own family. That's just what, that's what makes this a beautiful thing. Oh, it does. It does. And just to mention that on what you're saying there and to give you some kudos on that. Uh, yesterday I received a phone call from Quincy Doobie. And I hadn't talked to him in a while. You know, exactly. Exactly. And, you, and then I heard what he's doing in his life and you don't, you know, you know, you did a good job when, when you hear the good things that happen. Exactly. You add, you, you help add something to someone's life. And, you know, at the end of the day, when we hang them up, you know, what's better than that? Oh, nothing better. Last question for you. Why is it important for you to use your platform to, to make a difference in this profession? Well, listen, when I first started coaching, um, the reason why I felt I could be successful was because of John Thompson and um, Nolan Richardson. You know, they were able to win national championships and they were somebody that looked like me. <laughs> um, yeah. It's important to have people that you look up to that you feel like 
they don't like you. You know, it's right. one thing to, you know, try to, you know, get to a, a certain level in a career and, and do certain things. But when you see other people that, that remind you of yourself or that you can envision doing it because of them, um, if I can help other, you know, African-American young men think about becoming a basketball coach and being successful because I've had some limited success, I mean, that that's even better. Like, you know, the people that you affect that you have no idea you're affecting. You know, I'm certain it's coach that people have come up to you over the course of your life and said, hey, coach, listen, you did X, Y, and Z for me. You didn't know that right. you did X, Y, and Z for me. And, you know, again, I think that's important for all of us. It's, it's about giving back. I think yes. that, you know, I've been so fortunate in my life to be able to coach this fine game, this unbelievable institution, and to be able to give something back to, to young men and young women. You know, there's nothing better than that. And I feel blessed. And I will continue oh, yeah, to yeah. as long as God's going to put air in my lungs. Well, you know, this that's exactly what it means to be guarding of this game, because we have to guard it. We have to protect it. And if we continue to do that, good things happen for the rest of the young men that are part of this process. So thanks. You did a great job. And I'm, I'm great to have you. And, uh, and hey, go out and have an outstanding year this year. Well, we're going to listen, Gary. It won't be for a lack of trying. I'll tell you that much. <laughs>